This podcast is brought to you by jewishpodcasts.org. Start your very own podcast today at jewishpodcasts.org. I want to thank Rabbi Goldberg and all the Rabbanim from BRS for uh, giving us the opportunity to inspire one another, to greet with one another, and to mourn with one another. Uh, as Rabbi Goldberg alluded to in the introduction to Kinos this morning, the Gemara in Tainis and Dachaf Testament Aleph, in which HaKadosh Baruch Hu witnessing the unnecessary, the totally uh, lack of impetus to cry during the, the, the time of the Miraglim, in which the Jewish people come back from Eretz Yisrael, giving a report that had base, no base, had no, no, uh, no idea of what Eretz Yisrael was like. And, uh, and they cried, they cried for really for no reason. They cried because they were scared. They cried because they lacked emuna. They cried because they believed the report that really had no base and that had no grounding. And as a result, HaKadosh Baruch Hu says, if you're going to cry over something, you're going to cry baseless in vain, I'm going to give you something to cry about. And so HaKadosh Baruch Hu not only was Gozer at that time that the date for the destruction of the Bata Mikdashos would be on Tisha B'av, but all of the tragedies, all of the calamities that would befall the Jewish people, this would be the day to cry. This would be the day to mourn over the loss of so many different things. Uh, the Kinnah Kachafhe, which can be found on page 270, is the first Kinnah in which we do not mourn over the destruction of the Beis HaMikdash directly, but rather we mourn over the tragedies that befell the Jewish people. Beginning with the crusade in uh, the year 1096, initiated towards the end of 1095 by Pope um, Urban II, who called all the uh, Christians to begin a crusade, initially focused on uh, trying to repossess Yerushalayim from the Muslims, but as a result, and as always, once there is uh, an insatiable thirst for hate, once there is a desire to want to destroy, inevitably and unfortunately, the Jewish people are subsumed are, uh, are the ones who unfortunately uh, get uh, swept into the uh, tragedy that will befall other people. And so therefore on their way to Eretz Yisrael, on the way to Yerushalayim, to repossess Yerushalayim from the Muslim people, they could not satiate themselves in that hate, and as a result began to kill on the way, and the communities of Germany uh, had to be the ones in France subsequently, were the ones who were the recipients of this hate, as they began to run rampant on their way to Yerushalayim. And as a result, we begin to mourn not only with this kinah, but subsequent kinos, not just the tragedies of the Beis HaMikdash, but as the Gemara Tainis says, as a result of the Bechia Shachinam, the result of that baseless cry that was not deserving, lacking the Amura that Klai should have had in the Ribbonah Shalom before they entered into Eretz Yisrael. But I'd like to add another dimension to this kinah and to the subsequent kinahs that Rabbi Brodes, Rabbi Goldberg mentioned, we'll talk about when it comes to the Shoah, all of the different kinos that focus not just on the destruction of the Beis HaMikdash, but on all the tragedies, all the unfortunate realities that the Jewish people had to endure throughout their history. And that is a question that many ask, many adults and certainly teenagers and children alike ask, and that is, how am I supposed to connect to, how am I supposed to feel the missing how am I supposed to feel the lack of a Beis HaMikdash when I don't even know what a Beis HaMikdash looked like? When I don't even know what it was like to be able to be Ola Laregel, to be able to ascend three times a year, and to be Makriv, to, to be able to sacrifice Korbanos, to be able to dance in the Beis HaMikdash during the Simchas Beis HaShoeva? How am I supposed to feel that Chisaron? 
How am I supposed to feel that missing? How am I supposed to mourn over something I didn't ever have? How am I supposed to be able to feel what it means not to have that the Shekhinah is, is, uh, is revealed in a way that we have never experienced uh, until that point? And I'd like to suggest, perhaps, that this kinna begins the conversation, begins to resolve this inquiry, begins to help us understand what it means to not have a Beis HaMikdash. Because in reality, it is not that there are these independent, independent tragedies that befell the Jewish people, and that our Kaddish Baruch is simply telling us that if you have a Bechiyah Shalchinam, that if you're going to cry in vain, I'm going to give you other things to cry about independent of the Beis HaMikdash. But in reality, I'd like to suggest that all of the tragedies and all of the calamities and all the tragic events in our history and that we're experiencing all date back to the initial introduction of tragedy when the Beis HaMikdash was destroyed. When we no longer have a Gilo'i Shechina, when we no longer have a revelation of the Ribbonah Shalom, when HaKadosh Baruch Hu is Nistar, when we don't feel His presence tangibly in our lives on a day-to-day basis, when we don't see HaKadosh Baruch Hu providing Yeshua salvations for us on a regular basis, all of the tragedies that emanate from the destruction of the Beis HaMikdash all date back to the destruction of the Beis HaMikdash. Tragedies that we experience all the way from the times in which the Beis HaMikdash were destroyed through the Crusades, the Spanish Inquisition, the Holocaust, the suicide bombers, coronavirus, are all a product of the lack of Beis HaMikdash. A product of Ufros Aleinu Sukkas Shalomach when HaKadosh Baruch Hu can spread his wings upon all of us with peace and harmony an understanding that we can go to the Rebonish when we need to daven on behalf of somebody and we can see those immediate results. Feeling the tangible presence of HaKadosh Baruch Hu in our lives and being able to reach out to him and give him a hug and feel that warmth and feel that hug that he can embrace within us. That is the tragedy of Tisha B'av. It is not that all of these other tragedies are independent of the destruction of the Beis HaMikdash and that coincidentally we just simply designate this day to mourn those losses. It is Dafka because of the destruction of the Beis HaMikdash and the lack of that presence, that feeling of missing, that is exactly where all of our tragedies emanate from. And so while we may not be able to experience the actual Beis HaMikdash missing in our lives because we don't know what that edifice we don't know what that conversation, that dialogue with Hashem looked like. We can look around us and we don't have to look too far, my friends, to be able to see the tragedies that we, that our grandparents, that our great-grandparents, that generations all the way until dating back to the Beis HaMikdash destruction, we know what it means to feel the missing of the Beis HaMikdash. I saw an unbelievable article and I'll close with this because I think it's so relevant and it helps us, helps us connect to what we are missing and what we should be yearning for in Mashiach. There was an article recently written by Arnold Lopiansky, the very famous Rosh Hashiva in, in uh, Silver Spring. And he wrote a very, very, very uh, compelling uh, art- article about uh, what we should be yearning for when it comes to Mashiach. And he dispelled a lot of the reasons why so many of us think that we want Mashiach. We want Mashiach because it's going to help out with our financial situation. We want Mashiach because it's going to help us with our job. We want Mashiach because perhaps maybe it's going to help us with our marriages. And somehow Mashiach is going to be that, uh, that medicine, is going to somebody be that elixir to be able to solve all the, what I would call the menial problems at times that we, uh, that we are struggling with. And when Mashiach comes, he's going to resolve everything. And Rabbi Yom explained beautifully in the article that that's not what we're supposed to be thinking about when it comes to Mashiach, and it's not supposed to be something that we're thinking about when we're missing the Beis Hamikdash, that Shechina Shruya, that residence of the, of, uh, the Shechina within our lives. 
And he explained, based on a story that I just want to read to you, to illustrate what it means to really yearn for Mashiach, what it means to be thinking about what life is going to be like, and imagine that incredible experience that it's going to be like, and what it means to mourn over the Beis HaMikdash when we're still lacking that edifice, but more than that, we're lacking the understanding of that Gilo Eshkina, of that revelation of Hashem. And he quoted the following story. He said, quite a few years ago, I intended the wedding of a wonderful Bachar. He was a budding Talmud Chacham, talented in many areas, handsome and full of personality. His father had Nebuch passed away a few years back, but the family had continued on resolutely and flourished. The Mechutanim were very prominent people, and the Ruach at the wedding was heavenly. After the Badek and the spirited crab danced the regal chas into his room, and I walked in to help him with some last-minute items. As soon as the door closed, the chasm put his arms around me, crumbled and sobbed uncontrollably, and I understood. The event was magnificent, but someone was missing, and that meant everything was missing. My friends, we are mourning not just over the edifice, we are not mourning just over the tragic events of our history, but we are to realize that something so basic is missing. So much of our understanding, so much of our comprehension, so much of the questions we have in our mind are missing. And it is all missing because we don't have a base amigdash. We are not to view these days and we are not to view today as simply mourning over, yes, the base amigdash and the Bechia Shalchinam that HaKadosh Baruch Hu punish us, us with by mourning over all these other tragic events in our history. We are to recognize that something so basic is missing. We are missing that relationship with Hashem. And all those tragedies and all those calamities, they all emanate, they all date back to the destruction of the Beis HaMikdash. And so while we say this kino and subsequent kinos, that we are going to mourn over different terrible things that happened in our history, we are to remind ourselves, like that Chasun Hunebach's father could not dance him down to the chuppah, that right now we are suffering, we are suffering terribly, not just because we can't understand or mourn over something we don't even know that we have, but feeling that mourning, that missing, because we know we don't have it today. In Mirz Hashem, we should be Zoha, as Rav Malik Biederman said, we shouldn't have Bechia Shalchinom, but in Mirz Hashem, we should be able, Karalai Moed, we should have have Simcha Shalchinom, we should be able to experience the Simcha, no for no other reason than being able to, have, to be able to enjoy the Shekhinah that's Shari in our days.